This podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional, medical, or any other type of advice. As a listener, you must use your own judgment and interpretation when applying the content of this podcast. Hey, 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 welcome everyone to Boldly Authentic with Cynthia Fontaine. I am Cynthia Fontaine and I am so thrilled that you are here with me today. I'm actually doubly thrilled because I have superstar Jeannie Bundy in the house. She is an international best-selling author, an artist, an oracle and tarot card expert. She is just an overall incredible human being. And she's my dear friend and longtime student. She's graduated and come back <laughs> for, for master class, which I didn't even know I was teaching. <laughs> <laughs> she's been uh, an inspiration in my life because she pushes me in in my work to continue to learn and to get better so that I can keep just one step ahead of her. And literally, I am just one step ahead of her. Um, but in so many other ways, she is steps ahead of me. And the areas where I feel that she's far ahead of me in steps is in the world of angels. And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about spirit guides and, and that whole sort of realm of angels and, and beings on the other side. So Jeannie, welcome to the show. So happy that you're here. Oh, thank you, Cynthia. It's, a, it's such a pleasure to be here and be able to share all the different uh, aspects of what life's all about. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, you know, connecting with your, your listeners and, and understanding a lot of different things that are going on in the world. Sounds good. Great, great. Well, I'm really happy that you're here. I want the listeners to know a little bit about who you are, what your background is. Now, you were a hairdresser for many years and also a, an instructor teaching adults how to do hair. So you you worked with a lot of people over the years, but didn't do the work of angel realm or esoteric realm. How did you make the shift from hairdressing into getting into the world of spirit or spirituality? You know, it's very interesting, Cynthia. You know, if you would ask me this question, you know, about three years ago before my husband passed away and my, and my mom, I would have had a completely different answer. How it happened for me was I didn't realize that all those years that I was talking to people, helping them with their issues, their problems as I, you know, did their hair, made them look pretty, made them feel good about themselves. You know, that was part of my purpose. That was part of who I was, who I am. And uh, so I was giving readings to people that I, I didn't even know I was doing it because I was just allowing, you know, the information to come through, not knowing that I was, you know, getting it from someplace else, thinking my brain was doing it and allowing uh, myself to help others. And so things have changed. Life is different. I became an artist. I retired from hairdressing. And so I started a whole new life a whole new way of being. Um, you know, when fate brings you things um, that you have to look at and you have to be in and you have to surrender to what is. And I, that was a very interesting blessing for me to learn. And so with my first book, uh, Beyond Goodbye, Living in the Experience of Grief, uh, it was wrote, written during the pandemic. And I had a lot of time to understand the emotions that were going on within myself. And I found that I needed to allow myself to bring that forward, to allow people to see that these emotions, you know, affect how we react to things and how we have to surrender to what actually is in front of you in the present moment. And so that was my first book. Mm -hmm. uh, the second book was written with Unite Faith and uh, it's Trusting in My Faith. And if you read the first book first, it's on Amazon. Um, the second book, is like the conclusion chapter. And I knew there was a chapter that needed to conclude the whole thing with me with grief, mm -hmm. right? And because grief never goes away. It's something we always live with and we experience and we learn to move with it. You know, some days are wonderful for me. Some days are very hard to this day. And so I, that's why I wanted to write the book so that people will understand it's okay. 
that was one of the reasons why I wrote the book. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's really a, a beautiful book, and it, it's so helpful. I've given it out to so many clients because um, it it's hard for people to feel like there are people, you know, others that understand what they're going through when they are in such deep grief, when they have the loss of someone close to them, um, you know, as you did, having losing both your mom and your husband within eight months apart. Um, and and you were married for, uh, was it 43 years? Yeah, 43 years yeah. at the time, yes. Yeah. and so and it was a long time. Yeah. And, you know, so and it was a it was a it was a good marriage. It was, you know, a marriage where you 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 actually still liked your husband 43 years later, you know, where, (laughs) you know, that's hard to say sometimes. But yes, it is. It's absolutely true. We had a wonderful relationship, you know, and even with my mom, we had a wonderful relationship. So, you know, I, I was fortunate and I'm blessed in the sense that I had such good relationships with both of them. And so that was my gift that I got. Yes. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, you know, of course, I knew Will personally, and he was um, he was quite the character. <laughs> yes. Yes. When Will, you know, when my husband Will walked into a room, you knew he arrived. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's for sure. That's for yeah. sure. Um, you know, and it's it's interesting because, you um, you know, he will pop up occasionally uh, with the two of us, and sometimes he'll just pop up. Um, and, you know, that's one of the things that I love about being able to do mediumship, which you also do some mediumship, uh, yes. is that as having the cap- capability of tuning in as a medium, we know that even though we don't have the physicality of our loved ones here, um, that our loved ones don't just disappear and are become non-existent. They're still around. And I know your mom lets you know every morning that she's around. And can you uh, share a little bit about that? Because it sort of relates to your relationship with her when she was physically on the planet. And how did that sort of continue? Well, actually, my mom was my mom was a hairdresser as well for many, many years, and my mom loved coffee. Oh, mm-hmm. even on her deathbed, you know, that's what she wanted was a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and so she had said to me, "Just remember me when you drink a cup of coffee." Mm-hmm. So every morning when I put my little coffee pot on and I I, I have a salt lap that's in the kitchen, and I um I glance over at it because it's near the window, whatever, and I kept seeing it flashing one day, and I'm like. What the heck is going on? Maybe the bulb is loose. Because, you know, you always have to check the material world to make sure there's not, you know, something physically isn't going on, right? Yes. Before you go into to the spiritual part of it. And so I check the bulb. I change the bulb. I tighten the bulb. Nope. Every morning, as soon as I put my coffee pot on, um, the, the light would flash. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's my mother. Oh, Jenny, I'm so happy you're here for coffee. And so, yeah. you know, when she's excited, or, or I, she kind of tries to give me like, uh, you know, like something good's going to happen, like or something like, like the kids are coming unexpectedly or, or something like that. The light flashes and flashes and flashes it, you know. And so I'm like, oh, today's just a normal day, huh? Just nothing going on, just hanging out. So, you know, so that's how we, we, you know, we talk to each other in the morning. I talk to her and she listens. So like it usually used to be. So. Yeah, I love that. I really love that because it was it was part of your routine every morning to talk to her when you had coffee. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And and sort of that has continued in a little bit of a different way. So yes. I I really love that story. And I know I was at your house recently and yeah. um, that salt lamp just was going crazy flashing and we knew Jenny yeah. was around. Um, yeah. And and so, you know, it's there are, are ways that our loved ones will show us that they're around, they're with us. But, you know, people look for the billboards when it's not the billboards. It's the the one particular light that flashes, you know, when certain things are going on. Like my brother would he had one light in my kitchen that he would flash and one light on the second floor that he would flash. So I knew that those lights would flash. The other thing was interesting when he passed away. I had this clock that um, one of my neighbors that I used to live across from did woodworking custom made for me. And that clock hadn't worked in 10 years. I had changed the batteries in it, 
That clock sat on my desk for 10 years and the battery had same battery was still in there for 10 years, had not worked in 10 years. And when I came home from the hospital after I had to, um, you know, be there to, to for my brother, um, that clock was working and that clock worked for six months. And I heard my guides say that that clock is going to work until your brother, you know, moves on or goes anyway so that clock worked for six months and then one day and it was interesting he came to me one day and said he came back every single day for for six months and I you know I feel really fortunate to be able to talk to the spirit world and he came back one day at at about the six month part and said you know you're not going to be seeing me so much anymore he knew at that point I was okay and that day the clock stopped working and that clock has never worked again and that was almost 10 years ago so they'll they'll show us ways you know and but we often miss them because that's a little bit less subtle but like the flashing lights are you you know can be subtle but you have to eliminate the possibility that it is a mechanical thing you know um but anyway so so that's i really love that that your mom plays with that salt lamp and that she was playing with it the other day but um so thanks so much for sharing that and and it it I want to sort of lean into from there where we move into, you know, we have the spirit world and we have our loved ones that we everybody has the power to the ability to communicate with your loved ones. It's really learning how to tune in to the spirit world. But there's a whole nother level to the spirit world that, um, you know, many people actually believe in. Uh, I think the last time I looked, something like 94% of Americans believed in angels. And, you know, worldwide, the percentage of people believing in angels is very high. And I know that you have a very strong connection to the angels, um, to the world of spirit, and particularly to the angelic realm and to the world of angels. And I'd like to go into that and talk to that, uh, talk about that a little bit because I grew up with a really strong faith, and and I feel very fortunate to have had that background because my grandmother, even though she also did this work, she didn't teach me how to uh, learn how to tune into the psychic messages or anything. What she gave me was the gift of faith. It was the gift of believing in something bigger, greater than me. So that when things were difficult, you know, I had the ability to lean on, you know, the world of spirit. And for, for me, it was the saints, some angels, but, you know, bringing, being brought up in the Catholic religion, it was, you know, a a strong connection to the saints and to the blessed mother and, and things like that. And, um, one thing that I have become to understand is that, um, Saint, even saints, they don't have a denomination. You know, they're they're angels in a sense, and um, it's just what we've come to call them. But you have this big affinity and connection with angels, and I'd like to talk about that. How did you come about that? Um, um, how has that help been helpful in your life? And you know, how is it? Why has it been significant? How did you get? to the point of working with angels? Um, You know, Cynthia, I think the first thing that we have to um, understand is now I'm going to use the word God, but you can also use the word source, goddess, however, Buddha, it doesn't matter. It's all one, right? It's all one energy, source energy. I like to use the word word God because for me, I have the uh, intention of, I am one with the all that is. And that all that is, I call God. So you can call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter. So if I refer to God, you can, you, you can interact and put source, Buddha, you know, whatever your higher power is. Uh, so I, I just wanted to put that out there because I know some people get triggered by the word God, mm-hmm. right? And so, and that's okay. You know, that's your thing and that's okay. Um, we, you know, mostly people first associate the angels with a certain religion mm-hmm. but the angels have no religion right they don't come from a certain religion and they're the only ones that can talk to the angels everyone can talk to angels everyone can talk to angels yeah you have a guardian angel that was made just for you 
right? Mm -hmm. Just for you. And they help you. Um, and you can ask. You can ask for certain things. You can ask for things um, to help you with. But you also have to, you know, it's that you have to give as well, right? And you give without resentment. You give from your heart. So in order to attract angels, this is what I found out. Now, I'm um, a student of Kyle Gray as well, and he talks a lot about it. He's the angel whisperer. And so my interpretation from his teachings, uh, the first one is there's like um, the first, they're called the pillars, right? The four pillars of what attracts angels to you. The first one is your authenticity and how you view yourself in the world, coming from that heart space of love, right? From inside, being authentically you. The second one is, second one is devotion. Now, what does devotion mean? Um, yes, it's devotion to a higher power. Yes, that's one of them. But it's also, you know, devotion into your mission and what you want to do in life. Uh, your family, right? If you're devoted to your family, that is a source of devotion, right? Um, it's, you know, celebrating that part of something that is more than you. That's devotion, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that those things, you know, attract the angels to us. Love. You know, love is such a big word for many people. We, first of all, think of a sexual love. But the love I'm talking about is the love that we you love unconditionally. That means you love the person, right, or the thing, or whatever it is, without conditions attached to it. So to love unconditionally, sometimes it's hard out there to do that. Because sometimes people don't make poor choices. Mm -hmm. But to still love them even though they made the poor choices. Right? That's that's loving unconditionally. The next thing is service. Now, when I say service, there's so many variations of how to serve, and we all do different aspects of them. But it's giving without the need to receive anything in return. Right? You're giving because you want to give. Mm -hmm. And you're giving it because you don't attach resentment to it. For instance, I'm going to give you this, but in my heart, I'm saying, well, you know, I really don't want to give them this. So what energy are you coming from? You're not coming from the energy of giving. You're coming from the energy of resentment. That's what you get back, right? right? So when you can give someone something freely without any attachments to it, no resentment, and you're just giving it from your heart. That is the type of service that they're talking about. And it can be different things. It could be in your relationships, your emotions, you know, helping others. There's so many different ways. This is just touching on the, you know, the different points of them quickly. And so just to give you an aspect of how you get in touch with angels. And, they, you know, and so you got to remember that angels are the heartbeats of God of source, mm. right? They come from source and that's where they always are, right? But they can come to us in many different forms. Um, people get stuck up on um, the names of angels, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I think that comes from just our upbringing. Uh, you know, humans, we have to have a name to everything. We have to have a vision of everything, what they're supposed to look like. Well, they have no form. They're pure energy, right? They're pure source energy. So. If you want to connect with them and you need a visualization, then they'll show you one, mm -hmm. right? You know, the blonde haired, you know, you look in all the churches and it's always this blonde haired, like eight foot angel that with their wings spread. And because that's what is fed to us and that's what we're supposed to believe. But angels will come the way you want to see them. They can come in light. They can come, they're just pillars of light, right? From source energy, pure source energy. And they're there for us, so. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I think that's great. And the, um, um, it's funny. I had a, a friend years ago who, uh, when she did yoga, she or and meditated because you know a lot of yogas have a brief period of meditation, um, often at the end of the the yoga class. And she started seeing these different colors of lights with her eyes were closed and it scared her. And, um, you know, I didn't know her then. She was about 17 and I didn't meet her until I think she was 
she was either in her 30s or 40s. And, you know, she asked me, well, what is that light? And I said, oh, that's just your angels and your spirit guides. And she says, it scared me. So I stopped doing yoga and meditating. (laughs) And I said, oh, well, maybe you want to think about starting again. Um, And, you know, and it's it's sort of the same where we look for the big signs from our loved ones. We look for the big signs from our angels where we want to see something. We want to see them. And, um, you know, oftentimes it's the subtle. It's when you close your eyes when you're meditating and it's the different colors of light that's floating, um, you know, behind your eyelids. And, and those are your angels or your guides and sometimes both. I use guides and angels interchangeably, um, you know, even though some people might not agree with that. But um, but I do. And, you know, my understanding from the diff- actual difference between angels and spirit guides is angels have not actually had a physical lifetime, but spirit guides have had a physical lifetime. Um, and and so that's the different differentiation. But I use them interchangeably, just like I use psychic and intuition interchangeably or together, um, because that I believe that we need both to work together and same with spirit guides and angels. They, they can, you know, they help us in different ways in our lives. Um, so what, uh, for someone who is curious about how angels, uh, could help them or what they could ask angels to help them with, um, compared to maybe a spirit guide, what, what are some of the things that maybe somebody might go to angels for to ask for help for? Okay, so it depends on the person and where they're coming from. Um, For me, I interchange my guides and my angels a lot. Um, So I just, um, for angels, I I use them mostly for emotions, right? So they help me with my emotions, with um, calming me down. They come in with pure love Mm -hmm. and you feel it right away. You know, the calmness comes, the anxiety will ease, and you can ask for things like that. Mm-hmm. And they're more than willing to help you because they're right there waiting to be asked for you to come in, for them to come in. Because, you know, they have their own code where they're not going to come in and, um, and take over your free will because you have free will. So if you invite them in, they're willing to come because they're right there waiting for you, right, mm-hmm. to, to, um, to ask for whatever it is you need. Um, for instance, I mean, people say, well, how do you connect? How do you do this? So you put your hand, put your hand on your heart, Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Just put your hand on your heart and just say, my angels, my angels. And my angels, come. my angels. That's all you have to do, right? There's yeah. no big secret to calling in angels, right? <laughs> and then for me, I do uh, thank you, angels, for reminding me of your presence revealing to me what I need to know. And that for me was key, what I need to know. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes what I need to know is not what I'm asking, right? right? And so what we need to know is different things, aspects, how to move. But I'll, you know, I talk to them like I do my guides and I ask them, you know, if there's a certain pieces of information I wanted to know, um, you know, about different aspects of, of what I'm trying to understand, I'll say, okay, I don't get this. So could you please bring it to me in a form that I will understand? Mm-hmm. And either it'll show up, either it'll show up on Facebook, it'll mm-hmm. show up on someone talking about it on YouTube, mm-hmm. or it'll come in in a commercial. <laughs> right. uh, so whatever I my needs are, whatever my needs are, they show up, right? And so that's how I, that's how I work with my angels, right? Yeah. Um, I do pray a lot. I do pray. I pray, do prayers in the morning and I do prayers for... For in the evening and for my prayers um, it's about humanity and I think mm-hmm. you know we ask angels for parking spots and that's okay because I do it all the time my angels my God get me you know give me a new parking space spot up front but you know you could also ask them to help with the hunger in the world mm-hmm. right you can ask your angels to help with you know a situation for the highest and best good of someone for someone um i asked for you know for for to help with the the homeless the feeding of you know all the different communities so we can pray that way as well it's not always about what i want it's what i was asking for others for as well you know so um so i try to make it equal and so i usually don't have to ask for much 
it's just given right it's just given because that's how it works right right yeah that's really beautiful and you know i i think you know i mean we were brought up in a time where um i I know in your family like mine you were taught to give you know and it was just part of the way that we were brought up you know if if you had saw somebody in need if you had a neighbor or a friend and you had something that you, you know you could help them with or provide them you just did it you know and even within families where when there was something going on at somebody's house in our family you know somebody needed a, a window put in or somebody needed a staircase moved or whatever the whole family would show up and 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 it got done you know um and and it was the same thing in the neighborhood um and everybody sort of looked out for everybody else and um and we don't see that so much anymore because there's so many people in the world now and you know life has changed in ways where we're all sitting in front of our computers we don't have as much personal interaction um you know which which really hit home during covid and then has sort of in some ways continued although it's nice to see you know things coming back to normal if you will um and um and and so you know for like younger people today who maybe grew up in an environment where it just wasn't part of your family life where it was normal to give and normal to help and you know normal to reach out to the people around you um um what are some of the ways maybe that you think people could be inspired when you say to give um, do, is it, it, does it have to be a monetary thing, do you think? No, I don't. And I, I think that's a lot of times what happens is people feel like that we have to do these big billboard givings. And some of us just can't. And right. that's okay. But, you know, when you go into the store and you see that person reaching for something, they can't reach it. Mm-hmm. They reach it for them. Or maybe if you see someone and you can say hello. You know, these all count right these are things that you're giving of yourself and you don't want anything in return right so you know it's the little things that add up in life you know you feel better for helping someone and that person benefits you know just by a smile i i was in a store one day and i just you know i'm, I'm always smiling i smile at everybody right yeah. and uh since we took our masks off which was kind of nice yeah. <laughs> and this this gentleman older gentleman he came up to me and he said thank you and i said for what he said, for smiling. He said, I go up and down these aisles all day long. He said, and nobody will even look up and yeah. never mind smile at me. And that made my day. Yeah. So that's the type of service you can also do as well. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be, you know, you going out and doing these major events, which are wonderful if you can. Because right. if you have the means, then by all means, give. But it's the little things in life that you can do to help others without even realizing you're helping them. So yeah. that's what I do, Cynthia. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And you know, it it um, reminded me that over the weekend I was um, out and about, and I actually was going to a pride festival with my daughter, and there was a homeless woman sitting on the street, and um, you could tell that many people passed her by without even giving a smile because, you know, homeless come with a stigma for a lot of people and it's uncomfortable for a lot of people to see them. They don't want to interact with them or anything. And she just happened to look up at me as I was walking past her. And I just gave her, I just smiled at her, you know, and and she smiled back and I and I just felt like that I could feel that not a lot of people do that for her, you know, and if I had been by myself, I probably would have sat and talked with her for a while. Um, but I was with other people and I have done that when I've been with other people <laughs> where I'll just stop and, you know, talk to people. But um, um, anyway, it was um, it just struck me as. Her smiling 
gave me a gift that was unexpected in some way, you know, because um, it was just, it was genuine and it was so heartfelt. And it was the same for me, smiling with her. I felt compassion for her as I witnessed her there. And I, I feel that it was the compassion that I felt for her in her situation, why ever she's in the situation she is, um, that came through and and then her smile brought that right back to me. And it happened in an instant, you know, but it was so powerful. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of times we become numb to things in life, right? And and being able to just you you observed her as a person. Yeah. You gave her worth. She was worth your smile, right? And so she felt that, you know, through you, through the love of humanity that you you have, you gave her well worth. There's so many times we just, you know, you know, and I understand there are panhandlers and stuff like that. Right. And I know sometimes it's a gimmick and whatever, but there sometimes they're not. Right. And these people just want to be seen. Right. They just want to feel that they are worth, and they are. They're just as worthy as we are. Yeah. Right. They're just as worthy as we are. Sometimes stuff happens in life. People make different choices that maybe they could have changed, but they didn't. And maybe they didn't know any better. Whatever the circumstance it was, we're not supposed to judge them. Right. right. But we can hold love for them. Right. We can hold compassion for them. We can show them that they're still worthy of whatever it is they feel they are, you know, and they are worthy. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And that's a way to serve, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And all that contained in just a little smile. Yeah, yeah. You know, just a little smile. It's amazing smile. What, we, what a smile can do and what a, just a hello. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, I can yeah. remember that um, when my husband was alive, he, his biggest thing was, um, my husband was a man of color, and his biggest thing was when he um, walked by someone, he, he allowed them to acknowledge him. And if they didn't acknowledge him, a simple hello he made sure that they he said hello to them Mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't know whether to say hello to one another because we think we're disturbing someone or we're in their space or whatever it is but next time as you walk by someone a simple hi and keep going yeah right just just acknowledging that person as another person that's all you need to do yeah absolutely um in some cultures they nod Yes, you know yes. that that's yeah. the, that's the way that they greet each other is they they nod and sometimes even that could be enough you know it yeah. until you build up your confidence enough to to just say hi to a stranger or whatever you know I make a point that when I'm out for a walk or or whatever um, I always say hi to people that I pass by sometimes they respond sometimes they don't but that's okay. You know, and um, oftentimes, I, you know, I find people will stop and they'll want to talk. You know, <laughs> I'm one of those people like you who once you say hello to someone, they just want to talk because we have this um, signature in our energy field, you know, that we're light workers. And and so people might not understand that on a conscious level, but on a subconscious level, it registers. And so then, you know, people just want to share whatever their life story or their woes are and and just be heard and seen. And um, and, you know, and I know that that happens to you as well. Um, And and sometimes that can get heavy, you know, when you when you talk to so many people. and I know for me, then I sometimes will ask, say to the angels, hey, I've got a pretty heavy load. You know, I've had some pretty intense clients that have some pretty intense things going on. Um, you know, can would you help me with this? Is that something that you find yourself that you do as well? Oh, yes. Very often, Cynthia. And it's just because it's just energetic cords that you just connect with another person with, and yeah. you don't need to carry those around. Yeah. And so when it's really heavy, I, I bring in the violet flame. Mm-hmm. You know, I ask Archangel Michael and um, Lady Portia, Lady uh, Amethyst, to just, you know, douse me through, in through the violet flame, transmuting anything that I picked up, any negativity, and then boost my energy up. Mm-hmm. And so that, for me, that works. 
um, or else I'll just ask to cut, you know, Archangel Michael, just come in here, cut the cords. You know, you have to do some kind of energy clearing, energy cleaning up, mm -hmm. you know, before the day starts, after the day starts for me, because I do talk to a lot of people. And when I was a hairdresser, it was quite intense because people sit down and I don't know about you, but if you've ever gone to a stylist and you just don't, you just yeah. dump whatever's bothering you for the day yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day that stylus is dragging and so yeah. you know you have to uh, make sure that your energy stays clean so that you stay clear you know and and there are little ways to do that and, and you have wonderful classes that teach them all to do that kind of stuff so yeah i've taken so many and there's so many different ways and so you know i urge you all you know to, to look towards that to see how there's ways if you're feeling sluggish you're feeling tired you know sometimes it's just you picked up a lot of energy that throughout the day and it could just be you walk through it and picked it up some yes. people they have that tendency to do that you know they'll yeah. just somebody just had a fight and that energy is still in the air it's still in the environment and they walk through it or they're in the middle of listening to someone else fight or someone else in the other apartments having an argument well, you know, you tend to absorb all that and, you you know, that stays with you, right? Yeah. My, uh, my children, when they come to visit, I don't allow any kind of violence on the TV or any of those um, negative stories or mm -hmm. anything like that. So they can watch Hallmark, they can watch Disney <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, that type of thing. And so they look at me like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, because let's keep the energy in my house clear. Yeah. Because you bring that stuff right through and I don't like it and it's murky in here and I don't and it's not for me. So if you want to watch TV, you can watch something, but it's not going to be anything that I feel that, you know, no shootings, no killing. So they're pretty limited. Sure. <laughs> you can tell they don't come that often, huh? <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Well, you know, I mean, I haven't watched I haven't watched regular TV in decades, actually. And. Um, even when, um, you know, I was married and I've been single since 99. So that's been a minute. Um, yeah. my husband, then husband would be like, you should really, you know, know what's going on and, and, and watch the news and keep up with. And, and I would say to him, if there's anything important that I need to know, it's always brought to my attention. I don't need to be inputting that, um, it, it, you know, into my energy field so much. Um, you know, I do sort of keep up a little bit more now uh, with things that are important to me, but I still don't, I don't watch the news. I don't watch regular TV. Um, and as far as like uh, movies and things like that or Netflix, I pick select, you know, like I love Bridgerton. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do, too. <laughs> you know, Bridgerton and the, uh, things like that. Um, I do love Marvel. Anything Marvel comics, I have to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I'm just talking about, like, the kids, they war watch all the vampire movies. Yes. They watch all the killing shows. Yes. Like, no, no, no. And, yeah. and it's funny because my son uh, came comes to visit, you know, a couple of times a year, whatever he comes. And he's more often now that since Will has passed. But um, he said, you know, I always get the best night's sleep here. He said, your house is so peaceful. I said, yes, I know yeah. that. And that's, yeah. we're going to keep it that way. That's why you're not going to use the TV the way you want to. Right. So it, it makes a difference. Other people will feel the difference as well. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and, you know, it's interesting because I think your son has started a little bit of a bit of a spiritual journey. So it's very interesting to me that he has picked up on that, um, yes. you know. I have um, I have uh, somebody that I I work with who they like those kind of really horror horror movies and horror things yes. and and whatnot and and one time she was like you have to watch this you're gonna get so much value out of it and da 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 so I'm watching this movie and I I kept the thing waiting for the value to show up and I was absolutely horrified by the time I was horrified before the movie finished but by the time the movie ended I was absolutely horrified and you know and I said to this this person I'm you know I said you have a lot of things going on in your house and in your family and this contributes to it these are the kind of things you're watching in your household 
And that's the energy that you're inviting into your household and your family. And I I don't want to get too much into that conversation today about, you know, because there's always the there has to be balance. So as as much as there is the light with the angels and the 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 guardians and all that, the flip side of it, there's the dark side of things as well. Um, And and so but I don't want to talk too much about that today. No, we won't get into that. Yeah, we won't get into that today because we could go down a rabbit hole with that for sure. Yes, definitely, definitely. But, you know, I think people need to understand that we have been, we have been, you know, people get so hung up with the angels or what they look like, you know, what their names are. That was a big thing. I was talking to someone and they, you know, they knew their names and they knew that. And I said, well, that's wonderful. I don't know any of my angels' names. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because um, for me, the angels... You know, I understand they're different angels and they do different things. Yeah. And so angel names, usually if they give you a name, you look it up because that's usually the essence of what they're going to work with you for. Yes. All right. So, right. And so that's how I look at it. You know, like Jophiel is, um, you know, she is the angel of the beauty of God. So what does that mean? So what do I need? Maybe I need more self-care. You know, maybe I need to start feeling beautiful. And maybe I need to take care of myself better, right? So she'll come around and, you know, and that's how I will work with her. Mm-hmm. Um, angels do not have a sex. <laughs> um, but it's what you choose for that energy to be, right? If for me it was feminine, I felt the feminine, so that's what I will go with. Uh, sometimes they're very masculine energies, but for me that's what I needed to, to feel, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of time Gabriel comes in as a masculine energy for people. For me it's a feminine energy. So it all depends on you, right? It doesn't matter what it comes in for me, it comes in for you, it will be different. Because that's what you are looking for. That's what they're going to meet you at your needs, right? Um, you know, uh, Michael, um, it's Machiel, Um, That's the angel of protection, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever we're like in fear or we need feel like we need protection, that's who we call upon. Yeah. And that's just, that's been through the ages. There are not many um, angels, you know, mentioned in the, um, the Bible. And do you realize that it wasn't, I think, until I forgot this century, um that the archangels or the fifth and sixth century that the archangels wasn't even the word archangel wasn't even adopted uh into the uh doctrine of the church uh into the old testament until um probably the fifth and sixth century because that's when they 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 decided they adopted the word archangel and then they started putting them in categories how i look at angels is this way just like um, anything else that work, anything else that is energy, right? There are different levels of energy that will help you with different things that you need, mm-hmm. right? There are angels that hold space for the world. There are angels that are galactic angels. Um, there are work angels that will rush to the aid of people that are in need. Uh, people that catastrophic, you know, traumas that have happened around the world, you know, so there's so much angelic energy out there. Mm-hmm. It's how we tune into what is right for me, right? right? What is right for you? So if it filters down into probably to your guardian angel, because if you think about if I'm trying to talk to a really high energy angel, that's a lot of energy for my physical body to be able to um, absorb mm-hmm. and burn me right out. I'd be a little crispy, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. So I need, right? <laughs> think about it. Yeah. If you think about it that way, here you're talking to like someone that's holding up the world and then right. that's cool because yes, if you ask them a question, the, the answer will get filtered down to you and it's probably your guardian angel that will give it to you or one of your guides because physically we can't hold that much energy because it right. just wouldn't happen. We're not, our physical bodies can't do it. And right. so the energy comes down through the layers of the energetic field to get to you to give you the answer that you're looking for. That's how I look at the en- the angel's energy. Um, I'm asking, you know, questions that maybe are a higher realm that maybe my guardian angel needs to go and get the answers for. I don't know how it works. I don't really care how it works. Right. I just know the answers come to me. Right. And that's how I, I, I deal with the angels. 
Right. Beautiful, beautiful. That's really wonderful. And yeah, it would be like, um, you know, plugging a... Um, a hair you plugging your hair dryer into a <laughs> 220 volt outlet that's meant to you know run a, a, an air that's meant to run a, a big generator or something right it, it would exactly. it would it would not work <laughs> it would be too much energy in the circuit um and yeah i agree with the uh, i love how you explained it because i feel like a lot of people will be able to really resonate with that and it will make sense where you know, when when you have this energy that's so big, uh, you know, it it would be difficult to connect in with that directly. And so it filters through um, our channels of our 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 own angels and guardian angel or spirit guides and, and so forth. Um, so I really, really like that a lot. And so for someone who is curious or interested about angels and wants to know more about them or wants to work with them, um, what's a way that somebody could could do that? I know you, you mentioned a couple of, of archangels and um, uh, I know also that you love oracle cards. And yes. for so for someone who is wanting to get to know their angels or want to know more about angels or work with them. Is that something that you would recommend? Is that a good place to start? Absolutely. You know, I would start working with your um, your guardian angel. Get mm-hmm. to know who they are. You know, my, my guardian angels go shopping with me. I say, hey, you know, I'm looking for this. <laughs> when it shows up, <laughs> could you find it for me? You know, and so they like to be invited in. So I, you know, invite them in just like there was a person, right? And just ask with them, you know, talk with them and see how they, how they work with you. You know, me, it's feeling, it's emotions, I'm seeing, understanding, you know, so they'll work with whatever aspect I'm working with that day. Because some days my clairvoyance is off the, you know, it's it's not working. Mm-hmm. Some days my knowing's really like on key. And so they'll come in that way. So you've got to know your clears first, right? And that helps. But if you don't know your clears, Cynthia has beautiful classes that will teach you. Oh, thank that's you. That's how I learned. But also thank you. you can just ask how they can help you mm-hmm. and to show you how they're going to work with you and you might all of a sudden see a color and this mm-hmm. color keeps showing up and you're wondering why what's that color oh that color is violet oh well maybe my maybe that's the frequency my my um my guardian angels coming in at and they want me to go look up what color what that violet means and how i can like visualize it or connect with it Feel it in your heart. That's where the angels live, right? In your heart. So there are many things. Um, Oracle cards, yes. I do a lot of angel, uh, like I said, I'm a student of Kyle Grace and Mm -hmm. I take his angel courses and they are wonderful. There are many other Oracle, angel Oracle cards out there. You have to see which one resonates with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I like uh, different, different cards for different things. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can ask them to please show me you know, get an angel deck and say, please show me what my angel looks like. Please right. help me to understand how I better connect with my angel. Right. You know, so don't be afraid to ask because once you ask and you take that step forward, then they're like, oh yeah, she's ready. She wants to come. Okay, come on, let's go. Let's let's start this journey together. And so it's very easy because the angels are right there. They're right there for you and they're willing to help you any step of the way, whatever your needs are. You know, and um, I just learned last night because I was on a call and someone mentioned um, Archangel Metatron, uh, actually one of the teachers. And it was very interesting because I know, Cynthia, you have a great affinity with Archangel Metatron. I do. Um, And so, um, you know, he is one of the newer angels. Right. And so he comes in for the people of the now, the children of the now. Right. His his job he's he's taken on is to help the children of the now, the new generation, because so many of the children are suffering through anxiety, mm-hmm. going through COVID and all these other things that they're having to deal with a world that I didn't grow up in. You mm-hmm. know, when I, you know, when I left school, I left school and I didn't have people on social media, you know, making fun of me or anything like that. So mm-hmm. the kids deal with a lot more 
and so Archangel Metatron is now coming in uh, for the children of the now to help mm. them with some of their anxiety, all of that. And so if that is part of your life, um, maybe, you know, ask, ask for some guidance from him and I'm sure he will definitely give it to you. So, um, there are many angels that do different things. I don't know all the different ins and outs of the different angels because I just, that's not in my wheelhouse to learn. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I'll learn them and then I forget. So, um, what I do is I'll just put a disclaimer out basically and I'll say, okay, I'd like to know about this. I need help with this. I want to do this to better serve. Please show me how to do it. And whatever angel needs to come to help me, I am open to receiving the, you know, receiving the information. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I'm having a, the uh, like a problem with um, relationship, mm-hmm. you know, uh, either it's a friendship, whatever. You know, sometimes we miscommunicate. I'll call in the angels of harmony, mm-hmm. right? You know, and I know they have specific names, um, but that for me, I'll just ask the angels of harmony to send some love to the relationship for the highest and best good and see where it flows and then be willing to accept what happens. You know, right. I think that's key. You ask for help and sometimes it might not be exactly as you think it should be, mm-hmm. but always for the highest good of all. And sometimes we just have to accept that's how it should be. So it's called total surrender, which is another whole class at the end. It's the hardest thing to do. <laughs> Radical acceptance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That is one of the hardest things to do. And, you know, I love that that you put out uh, to, to just call the angels of harmony. And because sometimes, you know, as is above, so is below. Uh, just, just like, uh, you know, sometimes we're busy down here and we might not be able to help a person with a certain request. Well, the angels might be busy with something else too. So if you ask for a specific one, they might not be available. But if you ask for general, the angels of harmony, then whoever's available can come in. So I, I really like that. That's, um, that makes a lot of sense to me, you know, and it gives you a better opportunity for uh, somebody to show up because somebody will be available. Well, there's always someone available. There's even your guardian angel. You know, yep. they don't, they're, they're 24-7. But, you know, like sometimes people want to be so specific. Yes. If you want to be so specific, that's wonderful. If that's your thing, then go research the angel that you want to, you know, call in. You know, if there's a certain thing you want and there's a certain name you want, then go research and make sure that's who you want to call in. If not, and you just want an angel to help you, they are more than willing to help you and come in and help. And it doesn't have to be a specific one. That's what I guess I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So let me ask you, this question just sort of popped into my head. Um, And this is, you know, about you. How and why did you become so attracted to the color purple? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that one out, but for some reason, I mean, even the back of my hair is purple. Yeah. And um, I think it's from the Violet People of the Light. Um, that's who I think um, I'm part of whatever regime they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, uh, plus the purple, the violet flame. I love to work with the violet flame. Mm-hmm. And so that just reminds me, you know, to keep my vibration high. Yeah. You know, because the violet light is a very high vibration of light. And so um, remembering that it's a constant reminder to keep upbeat, to not get back into that, mm-hmm. you know, sludgery and in depression, mm-hmm. um, to come, come forward and to bring forth more light. Mm-hmm. And how I can do that is by being more uplifting, yeah. um, getting all the knowledge that I've learned and bringing it out somehow. Yeah, beautiful. That's really beautiful. But um, I, I think, it were, is it true, though, that you were already into purple long before you started studying angels? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So would you yeah. would you say that maybe um, you were unaware that the uh, that they were trying to get your attention uh, yes. in a way? Very yeah, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that's what I said. You know, if you start seeing a certain color, or right. you start seeing certain numbers or whatever, they're trying to, like, like a knock on the door that you're not hearing. It's like, hey, I'm here. You know, let's, let's work together. Let's see what, what else we can learn. Right. And so, yeah, very much so, Cynthia. Yes, I was, my hair has been purple for a long time. A long time. Was, yes. Um, you know, fashionable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. Well, um, Jeannie, we are at the top of the hour. Uh, we could talk for hours and hours and probably days nonstop. Um, but I want to thank you so much for being here. Um, and and thank you for, for all the work that you do in the world. And congratulations, uh, you know, on your success as an author and as an artist. And I know that you're talking about um, maybe doing a positive affirmation deck. Uh, using yeah. some of your artwork. Yeah, so I, 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 it's starting to form. Nice. Um, I, I told my guys and my angels that I'm like, send me, like I'm going like on a mini vacation this summer. I don't want to work too hard. I want to enjoy the summer because as you know, up in New England, we don't get summer for very long. No, so I'm we a don't. Person. I like to be out in the pool. I like to be out in the yard. And so I told them, you know, like I think in the fall, um, I'd like to bring some kind of affirmation deck out using my artwork. And mm-hmm. so I don't know how that's going to unfold yet, but that's the thing with I, how I work with my angels is I ask them for things. And if it's for the highest and best good right. for me to do this, that people will get benefit um, from it, um, then show me how to do it. And basically right. it'll start to unfold a little at a time and then I can just bring it forward. Um, like when I wrote my first book, that's how that happened. I knew a book had to be written. I knew something and all the proceeds of that book go to the charity. Yeah. Um, usually whatever charity of the month it is that day. So um, yes, so Beautiful. yeah, I, I'm thinking about that and just it's in the works. Beautiful, be beautiful. And you, you said something really important that I want the listeners to, um, if in case they didn't catch or pick up on it, you said something really important there was that what they wanted you to bring forward, show you what they wanted you to bring forward. And, and so, you know, this is, it's not where we just sit back and say, okay, angels feed the world. Okay. Angels, um, you know, drop a million dollars in my lap. Okay. Angels make this happen. You know, it's show me what I need to do, right? So it's like they, we have to participate in our own lives and, and not just expect the spirit world to just do everything and bring everything that we need. They can bring things in a, in a, um, in a different way and show us things, but then we have to take the action, you know, we have to take the action. We're co-creating, right? That's what it's all about. Co-creating. So I think a lot of times people miss the co part. Right. Co-creating, right? Right. <laughs> just figure the angels are, you know, whatever you're going to take care of it. Show up at your door. No, you've got to co-create. You've got to right. do your part too. Right, right. Yeah, and then they say, well, I did a, a vision board or I, I asked the angels and I did this and I, but it didn't happen. Well, what part did you participate in? You know, so I think that that's really important um, because it, um, uh, you know, I hear that off and on that people might say, well, you know, I did everything that I was supposed to do. I did the, the law of attraction or I asked the angels and but then they just sat back. And when the signs came, when the opportunity showed up, they didn't take advantage of them. And yeah. and so we have to, we work in a co-creative, co-collaborative process with the spirit world, with the angels, um, and that's how our lives work the best. And whether you call them angels or guardians or saints or or light beings, whatever it is, there's many names that that can apply. Just like there's you know many names that apply to. Um, the uh, uh, omnipresence, um, you know, the whether again, as you said earlier, God or a Buddha or Allah or, you know, there's many names, but it's all source energy. It's all source energy, and the the angelic realm um, is just part of that source energy. And um, so, thank you so much for bringing 
you know, all the valuable um, stories and information that you shared. And I hope that uh, people really get a lot of benefit from knowing that, hey, you can talk to angels. Everybody can talk to angels. And, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And the best place to people to, for people to find you, uh, I know you have a big Instagram presence. Thank uh, you. That's pretty much it. My, my Facebook is, I am on Facebook, but I don't, uh, it's kind of private. Okay. I just keep it, you know, for classes and whatever, but mostly sure. I'm on Instagram. That's about it right now. Okay, great. And on Instagram, is it uh, just at Jeannie Bundy? Uh, yes. Great. Jeannie Bundy. Yeah. Jeannie Bundy. Okay. Super. Super. And I'll have that information in the show notes as well, uh, with your Instagram handle, so people can follow you there. And and so and and please, you know, go on Amazon, uh, purchase Jeannie's book. Like I said, I give the book out to clients and and to friends and or people that I might talk with. Uh, because the book is so, so genuinely helpful. So if you have someone or if you're going through grief yourself, I really encourage you to go on Amazon and get the book. Um, you can actually go to my website, CynthiaFontaine.com, um, to the resource pages. And the link is right there to Jeannie's book, I believe. Um, I will double check with my team, but I'm pretty sure the link is right on my website. Um, Thank you. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You're welcome. You know, the book is I have found has helped so many of my clients and myself. And and I know that, you know, it it helps a lot of people. And you're so generous um, with with your time in writing the book and producing the book and getting it out there because books cost money to get out into the world. And and yet you take the profit and you donate that. You know, um, so you, it helps in so many different ways that I, you know, I'm, I really like to support it. Um, and then the Ignite Faith book is also out, available on Amazon, where Jeannie uh, was a contributor to that book. You can find that book on Amazon as well. Jeannie, do you have an author page on Amazon? I do have an author's page on Amazon. Okay. I have to, it has to be updated, you know, now that I did the other book. Um, but yes, there is an author's page. So if you want to follow me, I'm, I'm on, I am on Amazon, Great. on the author's page. Yeah, so, so please go uh, follow Jeannie on Instagram, follow her on Amazon, because you are not going to want to miss that, that uh, affirmation deck when it comes out. So hopefully when this air show, this show will air um, about midsummer here in the northern hemisphere, um, and then hopefully not too soon after that, we'll hear have more news about Jeannie's deck. So thank you again, Jeannie, so much. It's uh, it's been a pleasure and a delight being here with you today and having you as part of my life. You are, I, you, I appreciate you so much. Uh, thank you, Cynthia. I appreciate you and all your listeners. Thank you for listening to me. And hopefully whatever I've said, it's just, a, you know, just one piece of information. Just remember, the angels are there for you. God bless. Thank you, Jeannie. This podcast was produced by Alchemy of the Earth, Inc. at CynthiaFontaine.com. Producer, Elise Spizak. Media Relations, LJ Rank. Director, Ryan Fontaine and sound engineer David Breton. Please subscribe to patreon.com slash boldlyauthentic for exclusive membership bonuses.